You're listening to Deeply Curious, a podcast about our ever-evolving philosophy of life and faith and the curious pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. This is season two, episode one. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the art of becoming. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me across the table is the reason I've been given the name Cody Pendant is my wife, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Deeply Curious and all the art that we create is made possible by you and the members of the Jensen AV Club. This week's show is produced by Christian B. Schmidt, Joel Kai Linz, Amber Day, Greg and Christy Jensen, and Jeff Stevens. If you'd like to be a feature producer of Deeply Curious, check out our Patreon by going to jensenav.club. Link is also in the show notes, and that is jensenav.club. So I just mentioned that this is episode one of season two. We decided to take a little break um, and come back with a new season of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, We took a break for like a thousand different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, A few reasons that we will tell you is uh, (laughs) one, I personally just wanted a complete um, fast from technology. Um, So all of December, I was not on the Internet. So that was just for personal uh, reasons, wanting to regain some of my humanity. And then um, secondly, we have been through November and December, we have been busy with friends and family. We went to our hometown in Oklahoma to spend the holidays in December um, with our family. And also just we were feeling a lot of probably what could be classified as burnout, um, yeah. And just re- needed to regain space, regain margin, regain our humanity, and uh, figure out what this thing is that we call life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot has happened in the last two months. Mm-hmm. Um, significant life change in myself. Um, and I will get into that in future episodes. Um, one of the reasons that we haven't done any episodes in this last uh, month has been because of so much change has happened in me that it was all consuming and I was not ready to talk about it yet. And if I was to do a podcast, I would end up talking about it. And I wanted to make sure that I processed a lot of the things that I have been uh, going through Mm -hmm. before I shared it. Um, I'm to a point now where I can uh, at least set it somewhat aside and have a a conversation. And so that's why we're here. That's why we're now. Um, That's what we're doing. But then another, a more lighter, funner reason uh, (laughs) is we did take December off and we went home and we saw family. Um, But then we were coming home from Oklahoma, we were, we drove, um, so we were driving back to Portland, Oregon, and we got stuck. Yeah, um, stranded, if you will. <laughs> uh, after the Christmas holiday uh, in Oklahoma, we were invited to meet with some of our friends in a small town in Colorado to spend New Year's. So we drove there and spent New Year's there. We had a great time. We left New Year's Day, and. On our way back to Portland, there is a highway called uh, Interstate 80 that runs through the southern part of Wyoming. And apparently, because it's Wyoming, um, <laughs> the weather gets uh, pretty crappy. Yeah. And whenever we, we made it to I-80, and basically we were taking the on-ramp to it, and the gates closed, cops were closing the highway, and there were... I don't know, hundreds mm-hmm. of semi-trucks parked on the side of the road. So um, many semis. They were completely closing the I-80, and that it was the only route home. It's um, a pretty major highway. And so we had to make the decision right then of like, okay, do we just stop right here and wait till this is open? And we called the number to figure things out. They said it would be um, like basically there's no – actual time of when it's going to reopen estimated time was like in 12 hours Mm -hmm. Um, we had a 16 hour drive left to get back to portland and we're like okay so we can sit here for 12 Mm -hmm. before we have to drive another 16 that sounds awful Mm -hmm. um so we decided to go south go to back to colorado and take another route that google maps was telling us to go uh (laughs) so we did that um but quickly into driving only maybe an hour or two 
it started, well, almost immediately upon driving, it started to snow. Yeah. But then a couple hours into driving, it started to really snow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, And then uh, we were about 45 minutes probably outside of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and it was bad it It was was dumping snow there were cars like just on the side of the road flashers on just stopped in the middle of the highway this is like a highway that i believe the speed limit was like around 70 and everyone including us was going 30 miles an hour at most yeah and so uh we made it i was like okay i see the sign says that steamboat springs is you know a few miles you know how many ever miles 30 miles something like that and i was like let's just like push through and drive as slow as it takes but like don't stop and till we make it there because as a kid i had been to steamboat springs so i knew it was at least a place that we could stop and have more than just the side of the road to right. <laughs> live uh so we ended up making it to steamboat springs we found a place to park and sleep for the night but that night um a huge snowstorm um passed through 18 inches of snow um dumped on the town and the newspaper the next morning said that it was supposed to continue for the next three days which i-80 was closed that whole time too right and salt lake city got two feet of snow which was i mean we were driving through salt yeah, like there was so no there, there was, was no, no route way that avoided it. like yeah. there was no way that avoided salt lake um or didn't go way north, which is just as bad. So right. um, Salt Lake was our next destination. They got two feet of snow that next day. Um, and then so we were debating of yeah. what we should do. And in our little car, um, we had summer tires on mm-hmm. and driving, trying to drive around town um, that day. Was not good. Was not good. We were sliding and uh, basically realized that if, if the roads are anything even remotely close to this on the way home, there's no way we should be driving highway speeds. Yeah. And uh, it's barely able to drive regular speeds with the yeah. tires we have. So we decided if we're going to make a home, we have to get new tires. So we went and we got quotes for tires. And we're like, man, that sucks. I do not want to spend this money. But at the same time, my life is worth more than saving this money. So right. uh, we decided to get some all-weather tires put on whenever they put the tires on. Um, one, which it, was the next day, they c- didn't have an opening for that day, so we had right. to stay another night because it was a small town. They said nobody in town stocks tires, mm-hmm. we have to order them, and they won't be here till tomorrow at 11. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh! So we chose to not sit on the side of the highway for 12 hours, but now we have to stay here for a whole day, right? Um, <laughs> so stayed there for a whole day, came back the next day around 11. They had the tires in, they put them on, but then about an hour and a half later, they called and said, Hey. Your uh, like ball bearings or the bearings of something, something yeah. like you know, I don't know anything about cars, but essentially they showed me a video. It was wiggling when it shouldn't. Right the <laughs> the wheel, um, you know, it it, it goes round and round, um, yeah. but it's not supposed to go side to side. Exactly, and it was going side to side a good inch, a, a good amount. Um, yeah. and they were able, and they were like that shouldn't budge, let alone move that far. And then I wouldn't drive this across town. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> The um, they're very concerned about it. I, I took a video of it and sent that to some people who know things and they were like, yeah, do not drive that. So then we ended up having to spend more money, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously just an unfortunate part of life, life. and owning cars. Uh, so we're like, well, that sucks. Uh, spend even more money. And but we just I mean, there was no other option. So we decided to do it. It was Friday. Um, this is a small town and they close at five. They did not mm-hmm. reopen until Monday, and the job that needed to be done uh, took a half day. And so they're like, we will try as hard as we can to get it done tonight, but we close tonight at 5, and if we don't get done, it's just going to have to wait till Monday. Long story short, not really short, but <laughs> I will I'll wrap it up there and just say, we were stuck in Steamboat Springs for five days. Yeah. Um, we got to drive out on the sixth day. <laughs> yes. On the sixth day of being stuck in Steamboat Springs, um, luckily... We were very blessed in the fact that the reason I had been to Steamboat Springs whenever I was a kid was because my dad's cousin used to be a pastor at a church in Steamboat Springs. So we had a connection there and he was able to contact some people he knew and they were able to let us stay at the church so that we didn't have to sleep in our car in freezing temperatures Nine degree weather because there was no way i was going to get a hotel because it was a holiday weekend in a massive in a really a well-known ski town yeah. with a really awesome ski resort we found out that 95 olympians live in this town 
which means that even the Holiday Inn was $300 a night. Yeah. Um, La Quinta. I'll freeze for that. $300 a night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, there's no way we were getting a space, but we uh, through our connection, we were able to get a place to stay in on a you know some couches in a church and we stayed there Which for nice. uh, all the time so that was awesome because we were able to take showers and sleep in a heated environment yeah <laughs> um but then after that we drove back to portland um we were so ready to get home that we drove the 16 hours straight through in one day mm-hmm. um but that whole time being stranded and the drive wiped us out so then when we got here on the, we were out for like five days. Yeah, we. <laughs> the next day was you know just completely gone, mm-hmm. and then we basically have been recouping. Yeah, ever since, and now we're here. So <laughs> we took an extra extended break. Yes. <laughs> so now we are back in Portland, <laughs> yeah. living life, um, and the podcast is back. Um, we're here so one thing with the podcast um as i said this is going to be a second season um so one thing we're going to start doing is seasons we're going to take semi you know seasonal breaks um we haven't really nailed down how long the season's going to be but there is going to be times when we will take like a month and not have any shows and then and then come back you know for the next season just to give us uh mental space space to um to explore mentally mm-hmm. and, and find and make sure that this show, you know, becomes what we want it to become right. um, in the same way that we as people want to become who we want to become, which is the conversation we're going to have. Yes. Um, but one other update um, before we get into that conversation is we have decided to, at least for now, um, not do the video side of the podcast um, because it uh, a couple reasons one it is a a barrier um is an obstacle for us to do this show regularly it's just like it's an added burden that it i i need it for my own mental space to be able to just do the show right um and then secondly and more importantly having the camera set up not only do i have to think about setting them up and think about the fact that they're you know recording and i have to you know constantly be aware of that it doesn't allow Sarah and I um, the ability to forget that we were recording a podcast mm-hmm. and have a completely like full open conversation. Right. That I feel like it's very easy to forget that we're there's microphones here, but it's almost impossible to forget that there's cameras. Mm-hmm. And so I I personally like the conversations that we have when there's not cameras set up better than the conversations we have when they're set up and so for that reason i've decided for the at least the next season we will not do the video side of the podcast i will still put the audio recordings on youtube for those of you who like to listen on youtube but um basically indefinitely we will not be doing video you know and that may change yeah so those are the updates um but now let's jump into the point of the show. <laughs> uh, so, Deeply Curious. Um, this is a show about our ever-evolving philosophies, ever-changing. It's about always growing, always learning. And part of that is always to be becoming the person that you want to become. Right. Because you're always becoming someone. Right. No matter what. And so I think it's important with how much information we always take in especially now um like you things are influencing you whether you realize it or not and so i think just being aware of those influences and understanding that they are making you into somebody Mm -hmm. is important and is that somebody that you want to be right and if it's not then i mean you got to do a lot of hard work and change it Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I think that one of one of the most simple um, things that is one of the most profound mm-hmm. but simple things that I learned whenever I was a teenager from having just good leadership around me is something that you maybe everybody's heard at this point, but is the fact that show me your five closest friends and I will show you your future. Yeah. Um, and I used to not believe that. <laughs> I used to be like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. I was so sure that that wouldn't be me. <laughs> right. 
But the the fact of life is that the things that we take in mm-hmm. are the things that we put out and ultimately who we become. Right. And so a um, very simple example of this is let's say you are a, you know, generally a positive person, but you get a new job and the people at that job that you spend eight hours a day with five days a week are negative people Mm -hmm. and they're constantly just venting or bitching or, you know, just complaining. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless if the complaining is warranted or not, sometimes you have a terrible boss Mm -hmm. and the venting is warranted. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is just that there are negative people who can't find anything to talk about other than what's negative, what's negative because of, you know, because of their own psychological issues, but it doesn't really matter if it is warranted or not. If you are surrounded by negative people day in, day out, the chances of you joining in and also becoming negative are real high. Right. I mean, I think we all um, can understand how we feel before we get on Twitter and how we feel after we get off Twitter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's a pretty, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I think that one is taking account of like, who are you spending, who you're spending all your time with? Right. Are you spending your time with people who you want to become like? Are you spending your time with people who you don't want to become like? Are you not even aware of, like you're just hanging out with people and, you know, if you were actually looked at it from an objective point of view, you say these people are not on, right? are not who I want to become like and or are not striving to become the person that I want to become. Right. Because, you know, let's, it, it doesn't have to be that, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say you want to be a NBA basketball player, just to throw something out there that none of us will ever be. Um, <laughs> you want to play in the NBA. Right. Um, obviously, there's the whole side of like, you know, practice and all that stuff. But let's just say that the people around you also want to become an NBA basketball player. Your likelihood of taking the steps necessary to become that person are significantly higher than if you were surrounded with people who, one, don't want to become NBA basketball players, don't even like basketball, Mm -hmm. and spend their time like watching Netflix. Right. You are going to have a significantly harder time following your goals and your dreams and becoming that person that you want to become because the people around you are not encouraging you to become the person you want to become and are actively actually discouraging you because they want you to be with them sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Right. But and it's not even I, I mean, obviously, that's a really good example of like being around people, but it's not even people that, you know, turn you into somebody that you don't want to be. You know what I mean? Like, um, advertising and an American, because we're in America, American ideals of, or like, you know what I mean? Things that they promote, um, turn you into a person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if we're constantly being shown ads for like consuming products, like we're going to be consumers, right? You know what I mean? Or, um, maybe like, individualism is like a very very um held high belief of americans and so like without you even realizing it you have this like firm belief in individualism and you don't even really know why Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like it's all of those even more subtle ideas that are very hard to recognize right that are turning you into a person Mm -hmm. um And I think that's more like our case is like we've been recognizing all of these much more subtle things Mm -hmm. more so than like, oh, I'm spending time with this person who doesn't, you know, necessarily exemplify positivity or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like it's the more subtle ideas that you've been ingrained in your whole life Mm -hmm. that we are realizing have actually affected who we've become as people. Right. And I think just kind of weighing that against like, who we actually want to be is really more like what we've been doing the last couple of months, Mm -hmm. which is really, really hard 
to <laughs> right because you don't even realize how much it affected every single life decision you make right you know because it does right because I think the hard part about that is not realizing that you're becoming somebody you don't want to be, but realizing you became someone you didn't want to become. Right. Like there are things that I've, uh, even just like on small levels that I've always done that are kind of opposite of my values. Mm -hmm. But like I didn't even realize that they were, you know, like for example, um, I have a Amazon Prime membership because it's convenient, but I my values are so opposite of Amazon as a company. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm looking at this going, why am I supporting this thing that I don't even believe in? Mm -hmm. Like, this is so crazy. But it's just because American life is all about convenience. Right. And I didn't even really put that together mm -hmm. until this year. Yeah. It's like you became a person, we became people who are choosing convenience over what is right. Right, over my own personal morals. Right. And and it's it's like even little stuff like that that I've been noticing that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm supporting, I'm becoming a person that I don't even support, you mm -hmm. know, even in the tiniest of ways, which is, I mean, it's hard to admit, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but that is part of becoming, that is, that is part of, you know, realizing who you are becoming and I guess kind of looking in the future and seeing who that could be 10 years from now like maybe it's not a big deal right now mm -hmm. you know but like who what does that lead to down the road right and do I want that right yeah that's something that I have thought about I mean be, I'm very thankful that I had strong um, mentors and whenever I was growing up and this is something that I have thought about for a long time and it's easy to for it's easy, easy even though I knew it to forget it and ignore it you know whatever in right. my own life but something that is so important to learn and to like really take in and think about is that one seemingly insignificant decision yeah while it means nothing today could mean a massive deal in yeah. 10 years. Um, if you think about oh, some a way to think about this is if you were to draw two parallel lines on a piece of paper that are both going the exact same, you know, direction in the you know, same velocity, everything, and you were to take one of those lines and shift it a half of a degree. Mm hmm to one side in, you know, within a few inches, you know, they're not really that far apart, you know, a couple more inches and they're still not that far apart. But if you keep drawing both of those lines, the line that shifted a half a degree ends up pointing a completely, completely different. different direction. Like it's just, it goes somewhere else and it becomes a different, you know, line. It becomes a different person than what it was making a half a degree decision you know, in the very beginning. Yeah. I actually saw this thing on online this week. Somebody um, posted, I don't remember, it was on Tumblr or something. <laughs> and they said, you know, it's kind of crazy when you think about in all these movies, when people go back in time, they're so worried about changing one tiny detail because that will change everything in their present, you know? But we... None of us think that anything we do right now is going to change anything in our future. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like just that mental image of like, it's true. When we go back in time, we're so scared of what we're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. But like we don't consider that what we do right now is going to have an effect in right. our future. That's really good. And and I think that's exactly like what you're talking about yeah. with the shift, mm -hmm. you know? It's like it, whenever these characters that go back in time and they're like – um, you know, they, they fret over insignificant things right? because they know like, well, if I didn't cross that street that day, exactly, then I wouldn't have seen that. If and I then, didn't eat in this restaurant, then I wouldn't have met that person right? or whatever. And so you have to retrace your steps if you don't want a different outcome, if you right. want what you already have. But like now in the, in our present, we're like, Ugh, I mean, why does it matter if I do this thing today or tomorrow or in two months? Right. You know? Exactly. But like it matters a whole lot. <laughs> you know, actually that, that, that basically that kind of same thing reminds me that while we were stranded in Steamboat Springs, we watched uh, Yes Man on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and that 
is a prime example. If you watch that movie, a, a guy goes from basically being a hermit in his house, always saying no to everything, mm-hmm. to he goes to this like wacky self help like conference. And he teaches them to say yes to absolutely everything. Right. So he leaves the conference. He goes and he says, uh, a, a homeless man asks him for a ride to the park. He says yes because, you know, he, he, he just to. stepped out of the thing. He asks him for all of his money. He says yes because he has to. Um, and then he runs out of gas and he doesn't have any way to pay for it. And then he runs into a woman who helps him with a ride to go get the gas and basically throughout the course of the movie falls in love with this woman and right. et cetera, et cetera. Hilarity ensues. Um, and, but the point is the saying yes to those things, the insignificant changes right. led to a 100% different life than what he started with, right. with just saying yes to uh, ri- giving a ride to a homeless man. Right. So the point of that is a very small insignificant change a seemingly small insignificant change can lead to you becoming a completely different person than you are today right um you know in either a near distant future or a distant distant future right and Um, either in a positive or negative way right and we do not give that enough weight right we don't think about it and i i think that over the last couple of months you and i have been really thinking about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) about like what what am i chasing why am i chasing it and who is it making me into Mm -hmm. is it in making me into somebody that i am proud of or not right you know yeah i think uh one last uh mental picture metaphor um for what it means to become a person that you want to become with intention um is to picture your life as a huge growing tree and a tree starts with one path at the trunk at the Mm -hmm. bottom and as you go about your life there will be decisions in your life and those decisions are the you know half a dozen to dozen huge branches that come off of of the trunk Mm -hmm. so you made that decision now that's the branch that you are becoming And then that branch uh, branches off into dozens, if not hundreds, of other decisions, of other twigs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And each one of those is a different decision into becoming who the the person that you are becoming. Um, And that basically keeps happening until there are, if you look at a tree, at the top of the canopy, there are thousands of of different directions that that tree went all stemming from one trunk at the bottom. Right. And that is life. That is us. There are thousands of people that I can become. And if I am not intentional, I don't get to decide which of those people I become. Right. I, I just become one of them. And I don't even know if I'll like the person at the end. Right. Um, with intention, you can choose and you can you know stay the course of like, I want to become this person. And you make the decisions necessary to become that person so that whenever you reach the end of your branch and you sprout with your, you know, fruits, um, there that it's what is who you want to be. Right. Yes. And I think um, it's probably fair to maybe point out or say that well, <laughs> we're not talking about like who you want to be in a career or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I mean like I think a, I think a lot of people automatically because again we live in that kind of society where right all of our value is in our job and mm-hmm. etc how much money you make or whatever. But that's like couldn't be further from what we're talking about which right. is like you as a human being. Right. And that is far far more important than anything you ever achieve. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out that we're not talking about jobs here. We're talking about like right. souls and hearts and like humans. <laughs> yes. You in your core, your essence, the person that you are, the person who shows up to work. Right. <laughs> are you a person, you know, who is of love and and shows up with, you know, joy and happiness and you live a content life? Um, or you know, are you a different person who shows up irritable and is always in a hurry and is always snapping at people or, right. you know, whatever it is. Right. That regardless if if you 
You know, if I, if I am that person, like if I become somebody who I am generally just not being nice Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just feeling superior or I'm hurting other people or whatever, and I judge myself by my own intentions Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm a good person though. It's like, I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, you know, really nice to that, you know, barista or I, you know, did cut those people off in traffic or I was, you know, rude with Sarah, but I mean, that's not really who I am. I mean, who I, that's not, that's not who I am. I mean, I, I, my intentions are better than that. That's how I'm showing up. That's how I'm acting. That's the results of the system of my life. But, you know, at the same time, it's not really who I am. Right. But that's not true. Right. That's the lie we like to tell ourselves. Because who you the, are is the, is how you show up. It, yes. Who you are is how you show up. And so the person that is showing up is the person I'm becoming. And if I don't like how I am showing up as a, you know, a cynical, bitter person or a negative person or somebody who is not generally nice or, you know, whatever right. it is, or just somebody who is always sad, like right. just all of these things, those are all a huge part of living a life of being a human and enjoying the human existence and being a part of the oneness of, of others. If, if we are not becoming those people, then who are we becoming? Right. And if we don't recognize that, and if we don't change course, if we don't like maintain healthy relationships around us to help us become those people, like then we become people who are in constant striving for more and never truly step into a life of love and contentment. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. You could achieve the most. I mean, you could be like an incredible achiever, like in your career, you could have money and fame and whatever, you know, whatever you're searching for. You can achieve all of that and still be a very kind human if you have your priorities, right? Often you can become a person you don't even recognize. And then what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, like so. And the same is true right. of it's, the opposite. Like, the- like you could achieve literally nothing and be the most content you've mm-hmm. ever felt. Like it just, jobs have nothing to do with it. Right. I guess is what it's I'm like saying. the platitude of um, you, you gain the world, but lose your soul. Right. And, you know, what is it worth it? Like right. In, but in, it's not to say that you shouldn't try to achieve, you know what I mean? I guess what right. I'm saying is that it's not one or the other. You don't have to give up everything that you've always wanted right. in order to be a good person. Like that's not the trade-off. Right. I do think that oftentimes uh, searching for being a good person won't lead to, you know, the achiever lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's beside the point. I it's not about having one or the other. You don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. go into poverty in order to be a good person. Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. there's a very dualistic thinking in that and that's not the case, I guess is what I'm saying. But anyway. Yeah. And I think that um one thing that I personally believe is that if your north star, if the thing that you are directing your life toward, you know, you're like I want to become the CEO, you know, of whatever, right. like if your direction you're pointing in your life is based on achievement, mm-hmm. then you will end up becoming somebody you didn't intend to become. Yes. Because you're going to have to compromise your essence in order to become that thing. I agree. But if you try, if, if instead you point your life towards becoming the human right. that you want to become while exercising your talents gifts and abilities right you may not achieve the thing that you ultimately thought you were going to achieve to the level but if you become a person of love and contentment then you will actually gain way more than what that corner office ever promised Mm -hmm. i saw somebody this is a little bit off topic but not not completely so whatever i'll say it um somebody said something i think it was a tweet or whatever they said the biggest lie capitalism ever sold us is that there are dream jobs Hmm. and i thought hmm that's actually like when you really think about it that's kind of true like what uh you don't have to have a certain job to be happy and oftentimes you get the job that you think will make you happy and you're 
more disappointed than you were before. Right. And like, so it's just like, I, I guess what I'm saying is that it's not worth orienting your life around one specific job. Right. Now, I do think that like you should pursue art and like your craft of whatever that is. Like, absolutely, you should pursue that. But I don't think it's worth orienting your entire life around because it's not going to fix everything. Mm -hmm. What will fix everything is becoming a person that you can look at in the mirror. Right. You know? And and so I think that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for, you know, how to orient your life towards... I mean, I think that obviously it's going to be different for every person, but I, I think that the way to, I mean, you just have to be the most brutally honest with yourself. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that, but if you can truly look at yourself in the mirror and say like, I am incredibly selfish, this is stupid. I think that that's like, that's where you have to start. Like there's a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert and she says something about um, no transformation or self transformation or something. No transformation happens until a person is tired of their own bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I think like you just have to admit your own bullshit mm -hmm. <laughs> before you can do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the place to start. And unfortunately, I don't think enough people are willing to be that honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you can be, yeah, it'll be better in the long run. I think that for me, that you will never be, I don't believe you will get to that point until you cut out the noise. Oh, I 100% agree. I think there are certain things in life that um, you can pretty much guarantee is the, the path forward i guess you would say um i mean poets philosophers theologians like whatever your worldview is there's somebody who has figured it out like it's not you know it's all about finding quiet and solitude and hearing yourself think and like getting away from the noise of urbanization and like sitting somewhere quiet usually in nature but not always you know and just like doing nothing and that is when everything becomes so clear and you're like oh this is what i should be doing okay and then like you just can go and do it mm -hmm. you know but it it really does take turning off netflix and music and you know all other kinds of noise that we have to distract us before you can get there right so in the in the scope of like becoming the person that you want to become, I think in order to recognize who you are is the first step yes. is like you have to recognize who you are, where you're at in order to say, I'm not becoming the person that I want to become or that I am, you know, regardless. I think if you know you're becoming that, then you don't even need to be listening to me. But um, <laughs> right. Like, this isn't for people who have yeah, figured it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like then it's more so like we all need to be self-aware. Like that is a, you know, obviously we are huge proponents of yes. self-awareness because self-awareness ultimately is, you know, everything. Um, and in that self-awareness, you have to figure out who are you now mm -hmm. um, and see yourself from an outside perspective and so that you can change. That cannot happen unless you are able to make space and margin to see that. Right. And in regards to becoming a person that you didn't intend to become, if, um, let's say I chose, like if I'm watching the 24-hour news cycle day in, day out, I'm going to become a bitter, cynical, negative person who has a pessimistic view of humanity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a pessimistic view of the uh, future of this country, of people in general, because that is what I'm feeding myself. I'm feeding myself this constant, you know, braidment of negative stories of pundits yelling at each other, things that are nonsense. And, mm -hmm. you know, regardless if it is true or not true, filling yourself with that much information and that much uh, negativity and ultimately 
um, filling yourself with a uh, in a silo of one person one sided opinion, you end up becoming that. And you, if you fill yourself with people yelling on TV, then you will become a person who yells at others who disagree with you. Right. Um, same is uh, if you are passively just living your life and letting just content fill you up, you're just going to be a passive person. Um, you know, it's just you are, are you still watching? Yes. Click. Mm -hmm. That's, that's who you are, mm -hmm. that you will become a completely lethargic passive person who just is a do like a, a watcher, a consumer and, and no, like you will not have the drive and the motivation and the ability to become someone who is a doer, a creator, mm -hmm. because you are filling yourself so full time wise and mind wise with just consuming. Mm -hmm. Same is true with social media that is our, our phones are, we are slaves to our phones. Um, our, this, this, you know, technological brick in our pocket, it has consumed all of us mm -hmm. to the point that we look at our screen hundreds of times a day. We spend, as, as Americans, on average, spend like four to six hours um, per day mm -hmm. on our phone. And whenever you, if you were to change, you know, let's say, I, you know, you change your your um, mental state um, of this and say like, okay, I spend four to six hours on my phone. That's average. Um, what would happen if you spent four to six hours a day playing piano? Mm -hmm. How amazing of a piano player would you be in a year if you spent four to six hours right. playing piano? Right. But instead, we choose four to six hours at looking at our phone, passively scrolling through information that ultimately either makes us chuckle a uh, a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, at, at little funny things, or, and more likely, makes us um, angry or makes us feel negative against the world or negative against another human, even if it was just scrolling Pinterest and, you know, nothing negative ever came up. It's just looking at pretty things to escape. That is the person you become. Right. And that four to six hours of on your phone in one year, that just means that you became a professional scroller. Right. And is that the person that I want to become, no. Right. I don't want to reach 2021 and realize that I have spent four to six hours a day passively living my life and just falling into just consumption instead of becoming. Right. Um, and I think that that's the, like, I don't know, like the path, the risk, the, that's what I feel like, there are more people falling into becoming consumers mm -hmm. than are people who are becoming. Right. And I think like you just have to admit it to yourself. It's not a new thing either. You know, I read a essay uh, a couple months ago from David Foster Wallace before social media was even a thing. He wrote the essay in 1990 um, about the TV culture in America and there's a line that he said in there that I just, like, I still can't stop thinking about it. He said, Americans willingly went from doers and beers to watchers and appearers, meaning, like, we appear to be, you know, productive or whatever, but we're not. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just, like, I can't stop thinking about that, you know? And that was in 1990. Like, he had far less things to uh, worry about being consumed by than we do today. Mm -hmm. And and I know, like, you know, the internet's cool and it brings a lot of opportunities and, you know, whatever. I, I'm not arguing that, but, like, until you can admit to yourself, like, what you're really using the internet for, which is escapism and consumerism and pass, passive scrolling, mm -hmm. Uh, then you're not going to become a person that 
like a well-rounded human being, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't, you know. Right. You're not you're not going to become a person. Yeah, you're like, not going to become a doer and a beer. You're going to always be a watcher. Right. And and I don't want that for myself. I mean, like uh, a picture that I just got was the um the humans from the movie uh Wally. Yeah. Um that they just became an entire society of people who are just obese consumers sitting in floating chairs with screens in front of their face, just in a constant state of consumption. Yeah. And I would not call that being human. Right. I would not call that as somebody who became who they intended to become. Right. Um, They were fed like basically lies. And then in the same way that a, you know, a, a, a lab rat will, like consume heroin until it dies mm-hmm. um we we're being fed uh, like media heroin um and, and just that our phones our tvs our you know billboards everything right are just screaming at us to become consumers mm-hmm. screaming at us to consume more think less and and buy things mm-hmm. watch things mm-hmm. and there is I don't want to. Um, I don't want to demonize any anything. Right, like it's not all bad because, by any means. I mean, it's just social media can be an amazing thing. Everything in moderation. Right, um, social media can be an amazing thing. Movies are incredible. Music is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, like uh, we have so many just absolutely amazing life giving things now um, that you know we didn't have ten years ago. Right, but we can so easily fall into the trap that we have to see consume all of it right and that is just not true and we are consuming at alarming rates and we're consuming at significantly higher rates than our humanity can handle Mm -hmm. and i think this is my personal opinion that that is evident by our completely divisive culture Mm -hmm. in that we are no longer humans of empathy we are no longer humans that can see things outside of a dualistic perspective of right and wrong we just see everything as i am right you are wrong we have to fight about it let me um, find the things that back up my opinion. Right. Um, and that is all because we are not actually becoming people. We are being told what to like, what to say, what to do. And we are falling into the trap of not being human, but being a mouthpiece for an agenda. Yes. And I think like it's a hard pill to swallow. It really is to sit back and think like, are my opinions my actual own opinions or are they opinions that I've been told to have, you know? And like, if you want to uh, kid yourself, you can, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's possible. Like, but I just, there are so many things recently that I've realized that I've always believed or thought I believed that I didn't even have a say in. Like, I didn't even like sit back and think like, oh yeah, this makes total sense. I do believe this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the American culture. It's right. like the culture I was raised in made a lot of my opinions for me mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize it. And so I, I think until you can sit back and, and truly admit that you don't really know who you are or why you are who you are, mm-hmm. you're not going to be any different but i think it's imperative that we all figure out how to be different right like we're not in a good spot obviously like the country as a whole Mm -hmm. like we're not you know we're not great yeah (laughs) so i think like it's just really important to be self-aware to be so brutally honest with yourself and to ask why? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I chasing what I'm chasing? Do I actually want this crap? Because the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I don't know. I think like we've been talking about or reading a lot about all of that stuff in the last couple of months. Yeah. And and so I think um, getting quiet, you know, cutting out the noise, a solitude, which we're all terrified of um is the answer um i think well slowing down um meaning like like we're all in a rush to get nowhere i but what do we do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like 
do you really need to be there right now? Or do you have like two minutes? Right. Or you do know? you need to be there right now? But the reason you're not is because your uh, schedule or your capacity was so it's, full right. that you were not able to you know, have right. margin to the point where you're able to get to where you're going on time, which makes you're in a hurry, right. which means or you're in a bad you, mood. Right. Do you really have to be like a, I mean, an asshole to that person because you didn't give yourself two extra minutes mm -hmm. to get, you know what I mean? Like, it's just is so, it's so dumb. So slow down, find solitude, cut out the noise. And I think, um, simplicity, like the fewer things you have to worry about, the less worried you will be, mm -hmm. you know? So like, instead of trying to add more, right. why don't you just like cut out some stuff? Do you really need a subscription to Netflix and HBO and Hulu and Disney Plus? And, you know, like, mm -hmm. do you really? No, just pick one. And then you don't have to try and afford $100 plus every month of freaking TV subscriptions. We're not, it's just, right. it's stupid. Two things. One, uh, a quote that Sarah's going to be mad that I said and she didn't, but <laughs> I will give her credit that I do not know this quote be, only because of her. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mary Oliver says that um, attention is the beginning of devotion. Yes. And that is. If we give our attention to Netflix, if we give our attention to our phone, if we give our attention, you know, whatever we're giving our attention to, that is the beginning of devotion. But yeah. And that's what we devote our time and our it's life like, to. Are, do we want to be, do you want to be defined as a person who devoted themselves to watching, mm -hmm. de devoted themselves to consuming, devoted themselves to scrolling? If whatever you give your attention to, is what you end up being devoted to. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we look at it that way, we will realize like, I don't want to be defined by what I'm giving my attention to right now. Right. My attention is being squandered mm -hmm. away. And if if my life is defined by what I gave my attention to, my life has no definition because it is not of my own. It is of uh, companies. Yeah, exactly. And then secondly, something that I, I think about and I, I think it's so, so good to think about is if you look around, look around at all of the people around you in your personal life, all the people around you in your like, uh, you know, social sphere, um, mm -hmm. or just it, through media, that you're able to see all of the, you know, American lives that you can personally see. And think about, are these people being, doing and becoming the person that I want to be? And I feel as though the answer for me is no. Right. Which means I cannot live my life in the same manner of which all of these other people are living and expect my life to be different. Right. We live, the American culture, America is becoming more and more depressed every year. America is, suicide rates are going up. Um, the loneliness rates are skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Crime is um, going up. Crime is going up. Like there's all of these things like that. The overall mental health is not looking positive. Right. So if I don't want to be a person who is lonely, sad, depressed, anxious, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like almost everybody that I look around and see are, then how, I can't just go about living my day like all of those people like a good American mm -hmm. and expect for me to be different. Yeah. I think also, I mean, this is a personal opinion, but I think that we also have a responsibility as human beings to make the world better and brighter and to, you know, leave it in a better state than we found it. Right. I think that you have an inherent responsibility as a human being to be as good as you can. And so that obviously means doing something different than what we're doing right now because we're not being good humans, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And if that makes me like misunder, because if that makes me misunderstood by a lot of people, then I guess so be it. Like, right. I think you have a responsibility to be a good human regardless of your own personal wants mm -hmm. or what you think are your own personal wants but are really you know right. somebody else telling you what you want but mm -hmm. 
you know, like we have a responsibility in that. And so, I mean, maybe that's just what I believe, but I think it's true. Yeah. I think that um, to that point and to what I said a minute ago, a, a, uh, like a business um, principle um, that I was, that I've recently learned that applies so well to business, but even more so I feel like to our personal life is yeah. that the system you have in place is perfectly designed for the results that you are getting. Mm-hmm. And if you do not like the results that you're getting, then that means you need to change the system. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if, if you don't grasp that from the beginning, you know, it's basically what I was saying that if I look around and see that if I live the typical American consumeristic life, all of the, like most of those people are becoming people of, you know, loneliness, depression, anxiety, um, anger, you know, just irritable, like all of these things. If I want to be different, then I have to change the system of which I live in, which means if if that system is the typical American way, that means I have to live in a countercultural way, live in a way that is misunderstood, mm-hmm. develop a system for my life that is countercultural to the culture I live in in order to get a different result. Mm-hmm. I cannot just go to work you know, get get buy into the fact that I need to watch every Netflix series that's coming out, buying into the fact that I need to be up on the news, buy into the fact that I need to have the nice car, the buy into the fact that I need to be chasing the career ladder, buy into the fact of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, of the American dream, the pursuit of happiness, um, which is an ironic thing for the fact that it has not led anybody to true happiness. Um, I have to live my life and set up my personal life system right. in order to gain different results. Um, and I think that that, I've, I've, that has helped me like personally. Yeah. Looking at it that way has opened my eyes to so many things because I just cannot continue to live in the exact same system and expect my results to change. Right. So I think that's probably a good segue to talk about what is that like what – what does that mean in the future? Like, what are we doing differently that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there are things that are obviously going to be changing right. for feeling all these feelings. Yeah. So, you know, what, what does it mean for our work? Blah, blah, blah. You, you, uh, if you follow us uh, in general and you, and you watch our videos and the podcast, you will have noticed that obviously we have been missing um, for mm-hmm. a minute. Um, so there's that. And then there's also that we have not been putting out the amount of videos that we used to. Mm-hmm. We also have not been putting out the same type of videos that we used to. Um, so let's talk about the video front of what that means for us. Um, so for me, I, I have said this before on the podcast as I was processing through it. But um, for me, one thing is that the world does not need any more content. The world has way too many voices screaming at you to give your attention to them. I've, you know, if every time I put out a video, I am asking you to give me your attention for however long that video is. Right. And if if that video does not bring value to your life, if it just made you passively sit there and watch something that gave you nothing that did not lead you into becoming a person who is in control of their life and actually contributed to uh the problem of life of Mm -hmm. just you know passively letting life happen to you then i am evil like and i'm not saying that everybody who does that is evil i'm just saying like for me like because i know it because i'm convicted by it because i have this like moral weight on Mm -hmm. it if i know that and i'm convicted by it and i still choose to make things that ultimately are stealing your attention away from you then that makes me a part of the problem right it's compromising your character which is just like how i was talking about with amazon you know like it's i'm compromising my my morals Mm -hmm. currently by having a prime membership right right so like if you're aware of it, you have a responsibility to do something about it. 
if you're convicted by it. Otherwise, you're compromising who you are mm-hmm. and other people, right? Too. I mean, like, I just want to. Uh, the point, the point of the whole thing is that we will not be creating videos to the level that we were as far as like uh, frequency, right? Because we will only be making videos that we believe bring value and is worth the time we are asking you to give to it. Right. Um, so with the way I define that, um, it, this has been the harder part for me um, because sometimes like a travel video, I have a hard time saying like, oh yeah, this has value. But then there are many of you who reach out to me through the comments or through other forms and you tell me that those videos brought you some sort of peace mm-hmm. or brought you some sort of perspective because of the way that you know we, we traveled in that way or the way we lived out our life or whatever, I can become, I can be, fall prey to the curse of knowledge in that way, that thinking that this is just the way I live my life. I feel like everybody lives my life this way. So if I just film this and put it out on the internet, it brings no value because what what did it actually teach? Right. But that's because I fell prey to the curse of knowledge, thinking that just not fathoming the idea that people don't know some of the things that I know. Um, So I do understand that there are, there is um, some entertainment value, which I feel the world needs no more entertainment Um, There's plenty of amazing entertainment for you to go consume if that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So I I feel as though my art needs to be more than just entertaining. And so, you know, with the travel things, it can be that it brings a perspective to travel. It brings a slowness to your like that 10 minutes that I, you know, asked you to watch and you, you know, graciously gave that 10 minutes to me to watch it that it was done in such a way that whenever you leave that 10 minutes, you feel more at ease, more at peace with who than you did when you started. Right. And so I know that that is of value. And so that is one thing. But then other, you know, there are many other, basically I could go on and on about a million different ways that something could bring value. But I wanted to specifically bring that one because that's the one I've struggled with the most of just creating like a travel mm-hmm. film with no moral. <laughs> right. Um, and then I would love to like create videos that actually have a moral, like have a a question or, you know, like this podcast, like it's like the video form of this. And it's like short, it's sweet. It is a, you know, a beautifully crafted, you know, thing that makes you question, you know, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, so all of that to be said, the YouTube side of things will be changing. It'll also be much less. It'll also be very inconsistent because I am not going to create things just to create things. It's right. going to have to be something that I feel is inspired. Right. And has a purpose. Right. Um, so, uh, and I think that there, that is obviously going to be defined by me. Um, it's my YouTube channel. Um, I have my, and so... It, 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 it'll, it'll be things that I feel bring value to at least somebody. Um, right. And, you know, maybe not every single one will bring value to you and um, don't watch it. Right. Like I'm not like if, it, if, if you if it's not going to bring value to you, do not give me your attention because I don't want your attention to be squandered away on something that brought no value. Right. Um, same with this podcast. Um, ultimately. We make this because we believe that as we go on our journey of becoming the people that we want to become, we can share that journey with others to bring them alongside us, to bring perspective, bring questions, bring maybe even answers to things that some people have been looking for. And I, this is basically a one-sided group conversation that Mm -hmm. I would be having with anybody in my life. Right. Um, and I, I believe it has immense value in that. But if you listen to this and it doesn't ultimately, if it is just passive or it is not actually bringing life value or knowledge, then don't like, don't right. give me your attention. Like your attention is, is the most valuable thing you have. Mm-hmm. 
do not squander it away. Exactly. If but if this is something that is actually you know helping in any way, thank you like for listening. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, but ultimately, I don't want to continue doing this. Like you know, I'm giving my attention and mm-hmm. my you know time to this because I believe it brings value. But if it's not, then I would rather go do something else. Right. Um, you know it, that that wasn't really in the plans of talking about, but there it is. Yeah, so I think videos will be less consistent, but it's not that they won't exist at all. It just, you know, as we figure out our life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'll make videos if we feel like it adds value. Um, we do feel like that we can bring value to the podcast easier and more frequently than videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will try to r- remain weekly on the podcast. Oh, we are doing seasons, which we mentioned earlier. Um, but we are going to try and make it as weekly consistently as possible. Um, but then I think like, you know, there are other things within that, that we will be like changing or revamping or whatever. Like we're going to be redoing the Patreon and different stuff like that just to match you know, our capacity and what we can do and also what we feel like is fair to you guys and all that stuff too. All right. So So that's where we're going to end this uh, show. Thank you guys for um, listening and joining us on this journey. And thanks for your immense, uh, your graciousness and patience in our absence. Yes. Um, And if you enjoy the show, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or share a favorite episode with a friend. Um, You can also partner with us by joining our Patreon at JensenAV.club. Our intro music is provided by Musicbed. Learn more about Musicbed's unlimited music subscription plan at music.codyjensen.com. Um, and like we mentioned, we make videos. If you have never seen any of our videos and would like to check them out, uh, you can do that by going to youtube.com slash Cody Jensen. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Deeply Curious and we will see you next week. Bye.